0: That's no Moon.
1: Hello there, and welcome to That's No Moon, episode 30, a Star Wars Legion podcast, or however work you want for that in. My name's Cockles, I'm your host, and I've had far too much turkey over the past I don't know, three weeks since we had our Christmas special, which, by the way, was awesome. I fully enjoyed some feedback from there. That was nice nice feedback for everyone to sort of say, hey, well done, that was fun and entertaining. Um, highlights of the... Still still particularly calling a highlight was when Andreas Kili caught when we said, oh, how is it having a newborn baby? And he his, resp- his response was, she's hairy. So that'll always live well in my head. Um, I'm joined today with uh, a guest as well as, our, as two of our usual faithful well, uh, let's see how he is. Uh, Andrew Terrell did first question. Instead of turkey, did you have dog for Christmas, or just or were you normal?
2: Uh, we had dog. We had turkey. We had pork, and we had beef. All of the meat. Yep. The menagerie was there.
1: The only one you didn't have was lamb. Uh, that's true.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or chicken. Chicken's I mean, boring.
1: Turkey's poultry. We'll count the poultry as all one thing. Yeah, that's all good. But otherwise, are you well? I'm
2: very good, thank you. Uh, Can, we very, Can we take a special moment
1: Can we take a special moment here Andy dedicated to your audio pleasure <laughs> taking recording the podcast on his anniversary no doubt the fact that his wife has gone out isn't that's not his that's nothing no, no, to do with it. No,
2: she's downstairs but, alone by herself. Like you've got to build up this image. Uh, yes. the Legion she's, is more dedication.
1: Yeah, Louise is downstairs, just sitting there going, I'm sure you're we doing something tonight. I first said he'd take me I swear he'd said he'd take me out for dinner.
2: Yeah. That's why she's out. Like I booked a restaurant and she's just gone by herself. Oh yeah,
1: so you booked a restaurant for her and then said, I'll see you there later and she's just sitting in a restaurant going, Where am I? Where is he? Where yeah. <laughs> So imagine that imagine that John Travolta gift going, What? What? Yeah, <laughs> cool. Exactly, exactly, Ollie. Exactly, and there he is, chomping away. The next man, the posh private school man of the north, Ollie Dyer. You, you're goddamn right, I am I'm chomping away because I'm hungry. We're all, well, we're all hungry, mate. I mean, th- th- we, what was quite funny was Andy was eating his dog liver donut. I was having my, my cream cheese on toast. You were having whatever the hell you're eating there. And I was, and, I, yeah. I, was
3: have, I was having ratatouille just to spite Andy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you make it, or did, it, or did Mrs. Ollie make it?
3: Uh, Mrs. Made it. Oh, well. I just added meat to it.
1: Good for her. Did you have a good Christmas and New Year?
3: Yeah, It was banging, mate. So caught up with some, caught up with some family.
1: It was banging, mate. It was banging. Oh,
3: it was banging, mate. That's a drop in for DJ Jazzy Jeff there, just to remind you of your homeland.
1: Yes, and that will be well. You've introductions for people of their homeland. I right, so. Next up is a man who, uh, just before the podcast, said he was wearing a couple of t shirts and extra pairs of pants. Now, by extra pairs of pants, he means extra pairs of trousers because that's the proper word. Also, he is from a place that translated means onion field. <laughs> Did you know that? Anyone else know that? That is so the, the word onion field is the Algonquin word for Chicago, which is obviously Chicago. Uh, so we welcome John Griffin. John, how are you doing, buddy? I'm
4: doing quite well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Quite well. That that sounds like hesitation there. <laughs> well, it is quite chilly out here, and I'm a warm weather man myself.
1: Well, there is that. But you would live in Chicago, which currently is what temperature? Uh, cold.
4: Cold. That is that's a te-
1: <laughs> that's a good temperature. To- <laughs> it works. It says I, I can sympathise with that though, as as a man who currently was uh, what was it yesterday? I was working outside in the snow. Uh, that was not fun. So there we go. Um, John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what's, to quote our Silla Black, who's a celebrity over here, who is no longer with us. What's your name? Where'd you come from? Tell us a bit about your Legion background.
4: Uh, well, I started Legion uh, back when the game released. Um, picked it up because I wanted cool Stormtrooper minis, uh, as I often tell people. That was the main thing that I wanted. I was said, if this game tanks in a month, I got cool Stormtrooper minis, and I am quite happy with that um, and then i got to start playing it with some people in a local play group and i fell in love with it it's been just a great to, just game. to stress
1: when you say play group we mean adult play group because that means something different over here
4: <laughs> yes 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 um so we, we got together had some very competitive players for a while um, we pushed ourselves pretty hard and then i ended up winning at LA, las vegas open the first year Um, did not do well at year one worlds Um, timed out two games in a row and did not put up the numbers I really wanted to but after that I played for about another year then the uh, big sick happened to everybody unfortunately
1: we could possibly understand what you're on about there well who knows what happened in those years it was just a big myth myth and mystery
4: (laughs) well yeah we uh you know we made it through um the community is as strong as ever I think and after that time, um, my daughter was born. So I transitioned from competing to running events.
1: Dads of Daughters Club. I'll get your card <laughs> later on. It's all good. What's your, your excuse, then?
2: Cockles, though? Like, at least yeah. he was at the peak of being a, a competitive Legion player and then had a daughter and then moved into running events. And you've just had a daughter and that was it. Like, oh, there's, there's... <laughs> I've never
1: maintained. And I've said this before, I've never maintained the status that I am a, a, a top tier player. Because if I was, I wouldn't take stupid lists like Droidickers.
3: I mean, in the hotel room, you were swearing by them Droidikas.
1: Uh, do you know what? I were talking
3: through, if this uh, happens, this happens, a no, the Droidikas. LGT,
1: and... I thought that, and to be fair, in a couple of games, I kind of paid off a couple of things. And then there was a few that there was like suppressing the hell out of Grievous off the of board was great fun, Nav um so yeah stuff like that was fun but it's just like yeah it, i I'm, I, i was in my head i was like oh this could work this could work but then it, it didn't because blizzard force existed and, a lot, and the game that probably could have put me into a top bracket that didn't was playing losing to simon fuller love in, in a in a and he had his blizzard force and he just beat me he pit me on it and i can't there wasn't it was a close game he pit me but there we go This is what happens anyway it's not about me um <laughs> i was about to ask a nice question so your daughter is what two years old same as she just turned three.
4: Uh, oh. She's actually at daycare right now. No preschool. And they cancelled that on account of the snow. Brilliant. So, <laughs> she's we, also,
1: we also just did our, our, our weatherman, uh, Ollie, and just looked up the weather. was in Chicago. It's currently warmer in Chicago than it is over here, mate. Oh well, well. So yeah, <laughs> as as Ollie and Ollie has then said afterwards, it's shorts, proper shorts weather. Right? That is. There's, there's people in Scotland who are sitting there going, putting sunglasses on. It's all sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but no, that's cool. So we have some LVO royalty on uh, to talk about some stuff and games uh, in today's podcast. But first, we have to say a big hallelujah and praise you to our wonderful Patreon community um, and say thank you for your support and all this sort of stuff. And I have an update. Keep an eye out in your post over the next couple of weeks. Things are happening for some of you. Um, there's lots of stuff going out to people in the post uh, that I've just been able to catch up with and send over, and so it sort of works out really well. So keep an eye on your post. Including you in America and Australia. You know who you are. Uh moving on. Um so yeah, moving on from that. But yeah, thank you for your support. We can't really do what we do. We've got Tom's videos that he will be ramping up and there'll be stuff going on. We're gonna be doing more crossovers with um, other Content creators, uh Mr. Macken from Crafty Terrain. Um, so we get some games coming out. I will finally get on the stream with Tom because I'm dedicating some time to do that now. um So life is progressing, and we can't do that without your support. So thank you to each and every one of our patron members. Uh, you make this happen in terms of all this, uh, the work we do uh, and the sponsorships we do. Ollie, you'll do a little sponsorship rundown because I know you're doing. As we got we've, we're have we sponsoring a big tournament in Holland. Sorry, yep. the Netherlands, <laughs> I should say. Later, later. In the year we'll do that later on. And, uh, yeah, so that's all good that we can do that. But So thank you for your support. Uh, if you want to be uh, involved and support and find out how you can get sponsorship for your events, if you're starting a community anywhere in the world, because we're not just UK, we are European. and we try and do what we can anywhere, follow the links on the description of the website or on the um, episode description. Or head to our Facebook page, um, facebook.com forward slash That's No Moon Star Wars Legion podcast, where you can find all sorts of information about how to talk to us and contact us. And you can pick our brains about lists and tell us why you think General Grievous is making a comeback or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah, thank you to them again. Moving on. Uh, games. Well, Andy, you contacted John, John us, and all this stuff. We have some questions for John because what's coming up, Andy?
2: um world well, championships adept.com uh, um so obviously having the best man himself to ask closer questions um is john i mean i think you reached out to me um rather than me reach out to you which is a uh, backwards way of doing it but it's great to have you um so what is worlds i guess like from your point of view how how would you sell it to someone who um hasn't been before but is obviously aware of legion
4: I would say that worlds is the best place to encounter as many people in the community as you possibly can quite literally across the worlds. You know, it's uh, it's funny. We Americans have the world series for baseball, right? But it's only American teams. (laughs) Um, Worlds for Legion is a true worlds, as you can attest. Um, We have people coming from all over the globe to play in events you know, test their skills against everybody else. And our community is fantastic. Everything that we've done over the last few years to really bring a lot of people together for the love of a game and for the love of Star Wars has paid off where we can go out and have 256 people show up on a weekend playing a game that we all love. And... I don't know if you can replicate that really anywhere else.
1: Of course, Andy's talking when he's muted. Of course
2: you are, mate. I was going to say, and based on last year, I think if it's even just um, equivalent, I think it'll be um, really good. So obviously we've got the World Championships going on um, from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But there's also, um, I'm just pulling that up now, there's 18 events for Adepticon listed for Star Wars Legion. So on the 1st, which is the 21st of Thursday, we've got the Last Chance Qualifier. Um, Did you want to plug that? Because it looks like there's one ticket left as I currently look at the uh, (laughs) Adepticon website. If
4: there's any event that doesn't need plugging, it's the Last Chance Qualifier. Everybody wants their their opportunity to... um... To, to make it to Worlds the next day and kind of show what they're made of. And previously, the last chance qualifier has been an opportunity for people who can arrive on Thursday to get some competitive games in. However, there are situations where those competitive players who already have an invite would knock people out who didn't have an invite, and that created some negative feelings over the last couple of years. So this year, as you probably can see on Thursday, we've also introduced a Swiss essentially prep day all the people who already have invites um and that was done intentionally to avoid that sort of conflict between players who could arrive on thursday and wanted to get their practice in and players who were still shooting for that invite they hadn't yet received
1: i think that's a proper good shout just because if, if you really. were imagine if you were one of those players who's like i'm in with a chance of getting it, and then you go up against someone who's warming up and you get knocked yeah. down beat down that would be horrific because like man why are they even here they've already got it that sort of thing
2: yeah, no, I think it's a real big move from last year because I think there was a few players who wanted to pick up games on the day before, um, obviously, because we couldn't play. We were told not to play in the last chance qualify, even though I know a few people had tickets and were using it as a practice event. Um, so giving us just the option as a, an organized side of things, definitely a, a real big thing for a uh, Big thumbs up from me for that.
3: And the, and, the, and the Swiss event looks like it's on for a considerable portion of the day you know I, you know, I mean the, the, the timings might be off John you can correct me if I'm wrong but I think it said something like 9am to 8pm something like that. I don't know if you've just booked that space out for the day or you know if we're going to get sort of five or well, you know three or four rounds out of it
4: yeah I'm expecting three rounds uh, for the practice event and for the last chance qualifier so everybody's going to be pretty much playing side by side there's going to be a slight disconnect between the two events because i want to be able to address each event separately you know make sure that everybody's getting the attention that they need but otherwise very much so it's a situation where you know we're going to have everyone playing three rounds trying to get the best games they can on terrain that they're going to be seeing for the rest of the weekend um really allowing everybody a chance to get a feel for what they can expect at worlds
3: no, that's uh, and that's and, and and that and that's Ace and the, the fact that there's prize wall tickets available to it as well just makes it makes it feel like every game of Legion that you play you're getting something for. Um even if that might be a promo that you've not had the chance to see before. So that, that looks really good. I have a
1: query, and this has just popped into my head based on that. I think it's a great idea in the pre the pre-tournament for those who want to warm up and stuff. Do, do you think though that, that that will be consisting of players who've qualified but who are playing a list that isn't their list? Because they may have some, let's imagine, do the Dave Grant scenario or the Lila scenario from from last year from LVO and Worlds respectively. If they take lists that have a particular theme to them that are that are completely unexpected, and they show their hand, so to speak, do you think that that the the lots of people won't do that and they'll just play a list that's an alternative instead to keep their brain in 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 chug if that makes sense?
4: I don't. No, it's <laughs> probably the best way to put it. Um, I think it's there's definitely a chance, especially due to the fact that we have a unit releasing that month, that people might want to hide their tech or not give people an opportunity to see some of the tricks uh, that they'll be able to pull. But the, the point of the event is to allow the players to prep. So if they decide to do it by just getting a couple of games in as a warm-up or to test their list against... Other top tier players, that's up to them. Um, but you know, I'm not going to require that players who play Thursday's event play the same event or play the same list on Friday. That's a fair
1: shout. To be fair, I didn't think you would make the same. But I just want—I in my head, I was just like, cool. Imagine if someone turns up with some is playing something really. haha, no one will think of this on the actual world's event, but they bring it and they reveal all their reveal their hand, so to speak on the Friday, or the Thursday,
2: and it'd be like, ha
1: gotcha, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't think, as you say, I don't think anyone who is playing is just going to want the reps rather than hiding their their gotchas, but you never know. Um, there's also uh, the Legion OP kit library going on. Is that all weekend, isn't it, I think? Is that right? Yeah, it looks to be. Um. So, did you yeah. want to go, go through that as well? <laughs>
4: yes. Yeah, so, we'll be having the OP kit library available. Originally, the intent was to have it specifically, on, you know, X time is X, you know, Y kit and so on and so forth. Similar to what we did at Gen Con, but we decided that we wanted to let people kind of just have the flexibility to choose which OP kits they wanted to play through. Um, if they had perhaps missed one or... Um, really, really enjoyed playing a specific thing. I know Paploos, for example, is highly replayable. People really enjoy that one. Uh, we wanted to give them the opportunity. I don't know if we'll have the table space on Friday to accommodate the board game library. I'm hoping we do. Um, hopefully we'll have just a couple extra tables like we did last year off to the side for that. But Thursday, Saturday, Sunday certainly uh, expecting some open tables for those to occur if people want to play them.
2: And then I think the biggest side event running as one ticket for the whole weekend, isn't it? Is the unconventional warfare. And I'm pretty sure there's gonna be loads of people who haven't been playing um, since then, and or have a clue what that is. Um, so, did you want
4: to remind people
2: what that is and what they can sign up for for the whole weekend? For it's only sixty dollars for the whole day, whole weekend as well.
4: Sure, so Unconventional Warfare was a program that was released during uh, COVID where essentially for the course of a week, we were getting new abilities for different types of armies. Um, One tends to be very focused on vehicles, one tends to be very focused on heroes. At Adepticon, we will be having those perks that are unlocked on a day-to-day basis unlocked literally each day. So day one Thursday, you'll have access to the day one perks on the document um day i believe day two we will not be unlocking a new perk again because most of the tables will be filled by worlds so saturday will be the day two perks and then sunday will be the day three perks where you'll have access to all these cool abilities that the um the event offers you and those will be awarding prize tickets as well so every game you're getting in there will also be giving you tickets up to it i think they've capped it Um, but more details as to that will come in the player packet as to exactly how we're going to manage all of that. But it's a very interesting event. Um, There has been a question of whether or not we will allow battle forces to be used in this event. And I'm going to tell you the answer now is no. We will not be using (laughs) battle forces in the unconventional warfare event. I see unconventional warfare as almost a prequel to battle forces um, where they were kind of, testing new ideas um i often joke it was almost the future site from magic of uh, legion where they were like here's some things we're thinking about doing please play them and let us know what you think um so double dipping in that sense by allowing battle forces just doesn't seem conducive to me to creating an interesting experience where people have to build something really really different uh um, does,
2: does that mean um shadow collective can't be played at all then
4: that is an excellent question because Shadow Collective is technically a battle force. <laughs> I guess it's also it's also rough for Ewoks, right? But they can still be flexed. No,
2: in. Ewoks are a Rebel.
4: Yeah, they can it, still be flexed into Rebels. Um, yeah.
2: I'll put you I'll on the I'll, spot now. and Make I'll, that decision. I'll
4: allow, I'll allow Shadow Collective. Uh, <laughs> <to
0: re-flick. laughs> there you go. It, it's official. They <laughs> they just, are a
1: faction. <laughs> yeah, they are the three people who action. play them will be happy. The three people who play them will be yeah. happy now.
4: No no really? battle force asterisk except. <laughs> <laughs> you've made you've made
1: uh, Tom who does our videos very happy because he's got a he's got a secret love for the Shadow Collective.
2: Um so I do before we move on to obviously uh the main events for Saturday, Sunday and, and the Friday as well. What is cause I always see it and it sells out quite quickly this year and last year, um is the ghost of Onyx?
4: So Ghosts of Onyx is not something that is put on by me. Um, That's put on by a community member from Chicago um, through Adepticon. It is, I believe, a narrative campaign, um, and it is extremely popular. There's a lot of love that's been put into it, but I can't speak to it directly because I have no hand in it.
2: Ah. (laughs) But you can say it's good.
4: Oh, yeah. I've I've heard great things about it. I've heard people are very excited about it, that the previous years have been extremely fun, um, but... i I have no experience nor have i seen it myself
2: that's fair enough so um based on that then so the only thing left to talk is actually the the world championship itself um so i believe the structure because i think it's been talked about quite a lot is three games friday three games saturday two games sunday is that correct that is correct um, so, an improvement um, on last year in the fact that there isn't a four games on the Sunday to be played, um, and we're playing until like 11 o'clock at night, which uh, for someone who got that far, and Ollie, you, you got that far as well, it was mind like my brain was buggered at that point. Um, and my last game was on stream as well, which made it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's someone who would like to make it that far again. Um, uh, I thanks uh, thanks for that. Uh, I definitely think that's a, a big thing, um, but Ollie, go on. Start with your your first question. I think
3: it's See, the... yeah. So so uh, and and again, it's um it, it's it's no slate on the decision that has been made. It's more from a uh, a travel perspective, um, for players. So, you know, if you if you if if you get if you get some bad dice, um, in your first game, or you know, you you happen to play someone from your own country, like, will you be allowing travel groups? Or something like that to avoid me, you know, to avoid us flying six thousand miles groups. to then play against someone from our own country. Um, would that be a middle ground for instead of that you could be able to lose a game and then you know go two one to make day two? Um, would national play groups be something that you would maybe consider? Or
4: I will consider it. Um, it's I would say it's unlikely, um, and that's just because we last year the, the discussion of travel groups did come up and it was uh, a statement was made that we're at the competitive the highest level competitive event um we kind of have to let the dice fall as they may situation um speaking to the you know losing one game and being out it is an unfortunate consequence of having as many players as we have right 128 was a magical number where we could do a cool thing with the x and ones get them in and then still have them play Saturday. But every time we escalate, you know, we go up another level, the opportunities for us to allow players to move on to the next day diminish. So moving up from 128 to 256, you know, and we say, okay, only 32 people are making it to Saturday, sounds a lot worse than going from 128 to 32, right? Or 64, be be what it may, because we're just, you know, we're just growing exponentially in that way. Um people have asked why we didn't just do six rounds, have three people or three rounds on Friday, three rounds on Saturday. And I've said it openly. I didn't think of it. Um <laughs> I, I, I will I will own my mistakes. Um I it was used to the idea that you know you play your games and then there's gonna be a cut and there's gonna be another cut, right? We see it at LVO, we see it at a lot of the World Open qualifiers. Um, it didn't occur to me that people would just want to play the six rounds, and that was an error on my part, so I didn't account for that. Could I don't we mean. have done that? Even then, still probably unlikely. And that is due to wanting to have space for doubles. And the reason that we want doubles is because we're going to have armies on parade on Saturday. And traditionally, the Warhammer 40k team event Feeds into armies on parade, and so Adepticon and AMG want to have our hobbyists be able to really show their stuff by including them in, an, in a in a hobby event that is viewed worldwide. So next year, and you know, I'm really hoping next year we can pull something off, or we can have a full two days of Legion and a doubles event, allowing people to really pick and choose where they want their attentions to go. I
2: think that's um, quite a good thing that you've you've listened. Um, and you're, that's what you're you're aiming for. And obviously, I know things and wheels are all in motion. And obviously, you're not going to be able to change anything now. Um, but I think that's a, a real positive thing to see straight off the bat, that even before the event, that you're planning for next year and taking on the criticism at now, nice and early. I think that's a, a real positive thing to hear. Um, I know, obviously, as you said, the wheels are in motion. You can't change it. So we've just got to live with what it is now. But I think that's really good, really positive. I had a query for you. That's just two two things that thought
1: into my head. First was regarding the travel groups. I totally get the idea. You want to keep it, let the dice fall well in May. Um, regarding making it a pure who's on who tournament. And I do get that logic. Equally, I do get the understanding that like you travel all those miles and then go, Like, imagine, could you imagine... UK round one, it round one in the UK, and, Ollie and Andy get paired together. It's just like, oh, for God's sake, that would well, just be last
2: year. Uh, <coughs> four Germans got paired, uh, yeah. in round one, and then two Germans got paired in round two. It was li- so that would be literally left with like one German left out of the travel in this year's scenario if that
4: happens. So um, I do get that mentioned. Lila knocking you out, Andrew. Uh, well,
2: yeah, that was later <laughs> in the tournament. That's <laughs> that's, that's fine. Now, <laughs> technically, the only person to go eight and O last year was Lila. So uh, based yeah. on this Luke. year's criteria,
3: yeah, because me, Luke, Cook, Andy, we all lost round one.
2: I, I lost round
3: three. Round three. Yeah, 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 get it right, Ollie. Get it right. <laughs> all right sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Neither of us <laughs> made day two. I was <laughs> <laughs> but uh, whenever you go, Cockles, you're welcome to keep the figures for yourself. That's um, fine, I don't... <laughs> mate. If, if I if I wanted to try
1: hard, maybe I'd do something. Who knows? What, I mean, what was your other question then? Uh, the other question was actually there was a follow up on the note things. Could you make small travel groups, i.e. You make a say a maximum of three, so the three don't avoid each other. So say so if we could, in it from a UK perspective, you could say Andy, Ollie, and Jeff Horrett don't pair together, for example, or could you, or, or or three Germans, just a way to make it at least give it a chance. I don't know. That was just a thought. That, that's more biased. Re- yeah. Well, I don't know. It, was just, it was, just, <laughs> was just. I was just reacting to that. The second question, the second query I had. This is more of a future for, maybe next year. We definitely can't do this now. Has there ever been thought into any seeding system? For example, if you take the top eight, that let's say let's say what happened last last year, They take the top eight that finished there, or the top sixteen, and the top sixteen um, would have a seeding, and then they couldn't have they couldn't play each other in the first round or that sort of thing. I don't know if that was a, I don't know how that sounds as an idea as a potential seeding because you're not guaranteed to have those players playing the following year, but you can sure as hell but at your bottom dollar that there's going to be uh, a similarity in there if that makes sense
4: yeah i understand um what you're asking so to your first question i actually do think it would be better have larger travel groups than small if i was going to do it i would do the international style um where i would say you know everyone who's coming in from the uk you're a travel group everyone who's coming in from say italy you're a travel group everyone's coming from chile you guys are a travel group so on and so forth
1: on that um, though to be fair it does kind of reverse uh reverse what's the word i'm looking for reverse I mean, you it's do problem- states pro- you exactly as exactly state state. we say united yeah. states united states would be problematic because everyone in the usa there's be more than the numbers of players going from uh, outside the u.s but yeah you could do by states but i mean that was just an idea
4: yeah definitely something that we can um i'm gonna look into i'll think about it um i don't want to give a definitive answer on that right now As to the second question, um, seating, and this is going to kind of segue into another thing that I wanted to talk about, which is the AMG prizing. Um, I've been saying for a very long time that with AMG taking over, that we should expect prizing to take participation over placement in mind. AMG is more focused on, at least in my eyes, you know, I'm not speaking for the studio here, Um, but it seems to me that they're more focused on having people playing more and enjoying it more versus stressing out about, am I going to get this prize for taking first? Am I going to get this prize for getting in top four, so on and so forth? We can really see that with the prize wall. I didn't expect them to go quite that hard into participation over placement. Um, I did expect the world's event itself to have a little bit more, but it's not a criticism at all. I do think I like what they've done now that I've had some time to think about it. And so, when it comes to seeding players, I just don't see that as a thing that AMG will be interested in doing. Because it's important to have worlds. It's important to allow the competitive community to grow and flourish. But it's not something that I think they want to do where they say, well, this person is might not have won worlds, but they're ranked number one kind of deal. It's just... I don't, I don't see that coming from the studio culture as being something that they'd want to promote or incentivize.
1: To be fair, I kind of make, I get that. I, would, I put that as a speculative question because the way they <clears throat> the way they market uh, MCP, for example, they market it as a non-competitive game, don't they? They say it's a fun game, casual. Ollie, you would be interested. Uh, fun game, casual, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so they're not really bothered about like a, a hugely competitive style, but I think because the, uh, cause Legion had the, pre-existing competitive community before they took over it's kind of something they've inherited as opposed to cultivated
4: yes and atomic best games has an organized play department and their organized play department is very aware that all games have a competitive community that there are people who are going to want to do events to see who is the best um and they are willing to accommodate those communities it seems to me um but they're not going to reward prizes based on that mentality. They're going to award prizes based on their studio's ethos, which is you know, enjoy the game, have fun, show up, get your get, you know get as many games as you can in, enjoy the game, and you'll get your prizes.
2: No, I think the the prize will sounds good. Um, I think my only criticism would be that obviously. That there's some um events going on that i probably don't want to participate in that offer um prize wall cards but i want to earn prize wall cards i'm kind of being forced if i want to earn the cool stuff because i'm i love collecting all of the promos as best as i can that i'm then forced to do something that i'm not going to enjoy as much um so for instance playing on the sunday if i'm not in in the top four then i don't want to be playing in skirmish like um and that kind of thing like i think it'd be nicer if there was still a few more options um and i know obviously table space timings and you know, a lot more of a stuff comes into it from an organizer's point of view um but i do feel that's that does come into a little bit in my opinion that some of these things i i'm being forced to play just because i want the uh the tickets um but i might not necessarily want to play it um if that makes sense
4: it does and this is the first year we're doing this prize well, right? Um, and we're going to be suffering through teething pains uh, when it comes Completely. to uh, you know accommodating players, what they want to play versus the prizes that they want to receive or anything like that. And all I can really say is we're going to be looking for a lot of feedback this year on how it works out, both Adepticon and AMG. will be looking for feedback, um, what you enjoyed, what you didn't, and then we're going to make it better next year. And we're going to keep making it better. You know, that's, that's always the goal. I've had people ask me, you know, how long are you going to do this? How long are you going to run Worlds? How long are you going to run Gen Con? I'm going to run it as long as you guys keep wanting to show up. <laughs> you know, well,
2: keep, keep hosting it, we'll come.
4: <laughs> so, and, and I'm not going to settle on my laurels of, hey, you know, we ran a great tournament last year. Let's change nothing. We're gonna run. We're gonna try to improve every year and make it more enjoyable for you guys every year. Now, there's things I can't control. I can't control what AMG decides to do with pricing. Um, yeah. You know, I can't control if AMG wants to host a bunch of different events. Um, if you guys don't enjoy those things, I can't say no. You can't run those events, AMG. You know. Um, but what I can do and what I do uh, is offer as much feedback as I can based on what I know. Uh, or what i believe that you guys want and i try to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to both play as many games as they can and get the prizes that they want that they've earned but I'll so going.
2: yeah as yeah, uh, a follow-on from that then With some of the side events, obviously they they've got their allocated table space. If it turns out there's not a high demand, will there be potential for like an on-demand other side event to replace it, like a Swiss or something? Like if there was, you know how like X Wing does their little um, sixteen man pods or whatever size they do to kind of and you get you get sixteen people together, you go, yep, the winner's going to earn X amount of tickets from that little side event. Is that uh, a possibility if the, if there's other events that aren't as popular as they're expected?
4: I don't think so for this year. Okay, um, but I'm not going to say no. It's <laughs> always well, that's good. It's always something that I'm I'm trying to keep flexible with. You know, if there's there's already interest, and it's been publicly stated, um, there is somebody who's been trying to set up some small pods, fully in the knowledge that there won't be any tickets involved. But if AMG decides, you know, hey, some of these events aren't filling up, um, we're going to run these events, that's a possibility. But I say it's unlikely for one reason and one reason alone. It's tickets. I think that we're going to have to really limit the options for that sort of thing to ticket, you know, ticketed events. If you're playing in a ticketed event, that will lead to tickets for the prize wall. If we had a generic ticket system, I could see, you know, me saying, hey, everybody go buy a $15 generic ticket, come turn it back in, and we'll make this happen. But as of right now, in this moment, uh, I don't think so, is what I'm going to say.
2: Nah, fair enough. Um, one thing we didn't touch on, it's probably quite important for anyone who is attending, um the World Championships. How are draws being treated? Because obviously we we've discussed that you need to go eight and zero to win the whole thing. You can't lose a single game.
4: But what does that count for for draws? Well, I'm glad you asked because that decision was actually made today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I I was not sure how I wanted to handle it, and I had to ask a couple of questions because I know Pax did a thing. Um, I know different events have done different things. Um the use of the term undefeated was again a mistake by me um if you do get a tie that does not automatically knock you out of the running we are going to be taking the top 36 players from friday to go into saturday 36 or 32 30 sorry 32 yeah that's thirty-two. we <laughs> <laughs> uh, get out of that out um but uh the top 32 players will be going into Saturday. Uh, and if there are draws, that will be accounted for. You know, you'll go to strength of schedule at that point. Just like my previous events, there will be no intentional draws. Anyone who is in a draw situation will need to have it come verified by a judge just to make sure that a game was actually played, essentially. Um because i don't need a bunch of people just deciding oh we're going to go two and zero and one at the third round because that's less painful than a loss kind of situation the yeah, only ties system. that will be honored are ties that come as the result of playing the game um so we're going then... to the...
2: sorry would that then follow through on to the uh, end of the saturday as well so it would be the uh top four players to go into the Sunday, in theory, they could have draws as well.
4: Correct. And the standings will be reset each day. Okay. Um, So, yeah, essentially, that's going to be a complete reset. You're going to have your cut to the top 32. Those 32 will then play another three rounds of Swiss. Cut. Go to Sunday.
2: So... On the off chance then, so at the moment, obviously, we've got 256 for day one. And there's is it eight tickets from the last chance qualifier that are guaranteed, it says? Yes. Um, is that a hard limit, unlike last year where they topped it up for the last chance qualifier? So it is eight no matter how many kind of thing. It so is my
4: understanding of the, it is a hard limit at eight.
2: Okay, so that then means, if in theory, if there's not 256 players of Legion, um, for the day one on the Friday, it's just going to be the top 32. Doesn't matter. So some two and ones in theory could get through if there wasn't a full 256 players.
4: Yes. Ah,
2: cool. All right, yeah. so you're not out if you lose a game. <laughs> yeah, in it, theory,
4: it's. Uh... I mean I want to see 256. You know I want us to fill those tables yeah. and have as many people playing as possible. I understand the realities though are you're going to be taking a risk, you know, coming out to play in the event. Um, my thought is at least if you're playing Thursday Friday, you have the you're going to at least get six games in that way. Um and then you still have the side events and everything else to enjoy. But um no,
2: That's cool. No, I mean, yeah. I think mean that clears up all of the structure and everything from me and um, cockles i believe you've got the questions for from the dis, uh, from the well patreon members we uh,
1: we put the query out to our beautiful patreon members uh who they responded uh, one responded with an essay and that'll be the second question um first question is from gentleman J. Uh, can they share some example table layouts so that those of us that play proper UK tables can prepare for the hellscape that we will have to play on. So basically, have you got any uh, mock-ups of table designs that you're using that someone could then pretend is going to be one, so they could perhaps on a pretend table, should it pop up?
4: Yes, I will release some pictures onto the Adepticon thread for people to see. Um, it will be a lot of the same stuff that you saw at Adepticon last year and Gen Con we've sourced a bunch more tables from our local community as well as designed quite a few more ourselves. There was actually a point at which I was looking at some terrain mock-ups that we had and had to reject some ideas. Uh, the grand, but there the are big, some very cool things. How many is Mr. Bodnar supplying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think, the, I think he's only got the two, but I could be wrong. He might have more now. Well, I feel like that's that's a very low number for him. <laughs> two just two, Should I add an extra zero on there
1: end. That, that's
2: <laughs> it's only the two you could fit on the in a suitcase. I was gonna
1: say, yeah, that's, what's that? Chicago, what's he Philadelphia, isn't he? Sh- yeah, is he Philly? Yeah, yeah Philly to I'm Chicago. What's the Philly? What's the that's a few hours? That's a flight. There we go. Uh, so that's the first question. The second question this comes in multiple parts. Uh, so this comes from Podfrey. So Jeff's done an essay here because that's very Jeff. I have a couple he starts with. One, why can't the event be on eight-round Swiss slash six-round Swiss, then top four cut? Or at least four games on a Saturday with three and one. I think you've answered that in the previous one, so I think we'll, we'll, we'll ask there. Da, 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 da. Number two, can John ever see the world ever being held outside of the United States? This is something that I think you'll you'll hear a lot of from people who aren't in the United States, if I'm honest, because... <laughs> I mean, I get it because it's a an American company, so it makes sense. This or that, but a world's event is like everyone. So, um, yeah. What do you reckon?
4: I can't speak for Angie on this topic, um, which it's is my fair. understanding that uh, Worlds will be held in Chicago at least next year. That said, Star Wars is an international cultural icon, right? It's worldwide; people love it, and amg goes international as well you know um there was discussion at one point about having me come out for celebration in the uk which i uh, i jokingly said i would you know crash with andrew at that time but that didn't pan out in the end but just uh, if you
1: if you do don't be freaked out by the fact that everyone around him might have an extra finger or webbed hands
4: <laughs> i'll be sure not to judge um but the uh the possibility of worlds being international um i don't know i think it would be really great if it could be but um adepticon is the premier miniature wargaming event of the year and it shows a lot of strength and structure to have it there every year where everybody knows all right here's where we're going we can make travel plans months in advance because it's gonna be at this location
1: i've just had a really fun idea and i think Star Wars nerds in general will be on board with this. Could you just imagine, like, say, in four years' time? No, I'm not going to put it a big time. but just just in four years' time that AMG announced the next the, the a world a world's event in the UK, and then they announce it's going to be at whatever at the studios where Star Wars filmed. They like get one of the studio lots and put all the tables in there. Could you just imagine everyone going <laughs> at the same time? and going there? That would just be fun.
2: There was yeah. me thinking you were going to go with having it at Star Wars celebration. What a way to get people to buy well, no, to but, their products well then, no, that
1: that feel uh, well, no, obviously that's an, that's a good one to do. I mean and, and then start and celebration obviously does get rotated, I think is isn't it not in Germany at some point soon? Japan next year' it's Japan, Japan next year that's
4: it. And I would not be opposed to having it in Japan <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would enjoy having a trip to Japan. To- Domo do arigato, Mister Han Solo. Oh yes, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I'd, no, I no ha, having been to Japan, I'd be all over that like a powerful moss on a tree. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, let's like, just imagine they they'd send it somewhere like Star Wars celebration it with Star Wars celebration would be pretty freaking cool. Um, but like having it at, uh, at the stu- one of the studio lots would be pretty freaking awesome because that would just have. I think they should they'd maybe do that on like a proper a, a bigger anniversary all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so yeah, one day. Uh, and, and and hey, hopefully AMG will be nice to you and let you judge and pay for you to do to do that. That'd be really cool. Um, what's the what, what else has John said? Uh, da, da, da. Um, favorite memory from last year's event?
4: Uh without a doubt, it had to be the factory line. And if you haven't seen that picture, I will give you some context. Last year was the last year of having uh prizes that were kind of between Fantasy Flight and A and Atomic Mass Games. So I had a bunch of boxes of prizes, some of which were labeled in the World Open Qualifier kit, and some of which were not. So I had to figure out what I was gonna do with all this extra prizing. And so I had a bunch of bags and a bunch of things and I said, Alright, I'm just gonna start, you know, putting promos in these bags, get these all set up. And there was a bunch of people just standing around doing nothing. So I decided hey, you know, it'd be really great if everybody takes a stack of promos and we just feed it down, a, essentially, a factory line of people We're putting promos into these bags to then hand out at Worlds. We had 12 people all at a table. Everybody was having a good time just setting these things up, and we just started flying through these uh, promotional bags that we ended up handing out, and it was beautiful to see. I was flabbergasted because I was like this is just I'm just making this up as I go and everybody came together um some of the day reps were there they were helping out and at one point it got we were going so fast that the person who was taking the boxes of promos away couldn't keep up with the amount we were producing <laughs> and it was it was awesome I love seeing the community come together um I really enjoy how often i can just ask somebody hey would you mind helping out with this thing real quick and they'll just say yeah of course no problem yep yep. um i don't think this game could have come nearly as far as it has without such positivity such you know community and that right there was just a little microcosm of what makes our our group so great
1: i like that that's a cool answer i like that um i'll save his part four for a private conversation for you that's fair so that's enough that's enough from jeff thank you jeff <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me um some of the questions from other people asking about future worlds is it going to move around the uk It'll move around is it going to be in just in chicago we've kind of covered that um somewhat Bazmataz says will yavin base be streaming it again yes perfect there we go simple short answer um can at some point in the future can can we stream it as well because <laughs> we'll touch on this later uh we're, we're, we're entering the world of the streaming when we do the world team championships isn't that right boys yep you'll be hearing the dulcet tones of a mr tom smith um who will be commentating i think he's commentating with someone else who's and i can't remember who but there'll be someone else Jack. doing it with him there you go jack's doing it with him there you go done so that'd be fun uh so that's done. Dave Grant, the man, the myth, the meme. He says this. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, "Good questions." Uh, da, da, da. I'll add only requests for a proper UK chocolate or choice of scotch. I have no idea what is. He's, he's
2: basically uh, asking, what? "Is there any scotch or whiskey that they uh, that the US judges want?"
1: Oh, I see. He's trying <laughs> to bribe you already.
2: Because we know. I mean, because. The British
1: chocolate is superior to the, the the Yankee chocolate. Is that not right?
4: I yeah. haven't had any, so I can't say. So <sighs>
1: well, Andy oh. Nani, you know what you're doing when you come out, when you go over to Chicago.
3: <laughs> I, I I will likely be bringing a a good portion of rum. Um, which which Andy and I will get will be getting obliterated on across the course of the of, of the event. We are going to make it to karaoke this year because there's not four rounds on one day. I was about <laughs> to <laughs> say once we've, final, uh, once we've
2: lost, once we've lost. The drinking. final question. <laughs>
3: the final question I
1: had was, what's the karaoke crack like in uh, Chicago?
3: That there's one like 1.2 miles away from the actual hotel itself. I had a lot. had a lot last year. And we were meant to be going, but then Andy and I did better than I thought either of us would. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we ended up just staying and playing.
1: That's true. That makes sense. Um, for, uh, just John, I've they're the final questions. I've got some suggestions that you could make to really uh, uh, have a laugh with some of the competitors in there. I don't. I always thought that maybe you could do some introductions for some uh, some players and say, Ollie Dyer, here he is," and just play him a little song and. Yeah, just go from there. Play him his little, his favourite song at the moment and go from there. You,
3: uh, you, you stop that.
1: <laughs> I will never, I will never, ever, ever stop that because of the, it, see, I, it's the, it's the, it's... Let it, let it go, cockles. No,
2: go. <laughs> I'm not. I will never be letting that go because it's nice to know Yoda never avoided you anyway. Anyway, oh, based on that, actually, Ollie, well, haven't you got uh, a question for John that you asked just before he joined uh, the recording? You asked me it, and I answered it. You might as well ask it publicly, because people are, other people want to also know.
3: Oh, yeah. So, um, obviously, I think um, when we saw the release schedule from AMG, it was just looking like Geonosians that were going to be legal before the event. I'm now assuming, because there's a release date of March 8th, Inquisitors will be legal at the event as well.
4: That is correct. Madness.
3: Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a game changer. That is
4: quadruple Sith. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. <laughs> there's, there's been some very exciting lists I've seen for uh, Inquisitors. I'm really looking forward to what people come up with. My personal favorite, which was uh, I stole and then upgraded from a community member, was Vader with the two Inquisitors, because you can new ways the Inquisitors. Can you can so. you just stop that? Stop that now! Stop that! <laughs> stop that now! Would you like to take a you know three speed three, in straight straight near lines twice? No, that's unfortunate. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm all
1: good. Thanks. Oh, no. Well, that seg- that is that has segued quite nicely. Unless, gentlemen, anything else on on world event coming up? That segued quite nicely. We have lists from we, we decided let's ask some, ask blah, 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 or I can talk. Let's ask for some lists to review on the show. So we've got four lists to review, uh, which I believe one. Who's got it at you two? Ollie's got it. So, um, Ollie, take it away. And John, feel free to join in on this one, mate, because this is a community. This is a community effort. Let's see what you think as well. So, Ollie, what is list number one? Who's it from?
3: Uh, so uh, we're going to go with Killies because we. I don't think we got round to it on a, one of the shows before. So this is a, a little bit of an old one. Um, so he. This is going to be. This is a rebel hero hammer. Okay, uh, and. The list is called Make Baby Banthers Go. Um so obviously that's uh, what he's produced himself with his uh, with his lovely wife, a banther with the hairy baby. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay. just to stress, we
1: don't think Killy's baby actually is hairy. He just said that she she, she was. Not he, she was.
3: Yeah, we, we you know we haven't we haven't specifically turned around and just gone crash, that's a hairy baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh will set myself up here, right, I need to go over the list um, Right, so you what, got Lando you to it out for you while you <laughs> just compose yourself? Oh no, it's all good, I got it, I got it, I got it uh, it's, it's Lando Calrissian with Improvised Orders Cassian Andor with Offensive Push Hunter and his Weapon Config K2SO with Jin's Blaster and then Boba Fett Daimyo with Seize Initiative Tenacity Recon Intel, Boba's Flame Projector uh, Rebel Vets with a Heavy and Medical Droids, uh, two of them Two medium blaster troopers and then three scout sniper tri- scout sniper teams. Um, so commands you've got crack shot, a simple man, uh ZX flame projector, last stand rule with respect, and Z6 jetpack rocket um, and in the contingencies you've got whipcord ace up his sleeve and making his way in the galaxy so from from this it looks really really similar to a list that I was running uh, a couple of weeks ago with Empire, which is like your callous double bounty. Which is essentially the, you know, it's kind of like the Empire's version of something like this. You know, you've got the triple snipers, you've got the double rebel vets, which is double shores, the turrets. You've, you know, you've got the, you got the mortars there, um, and then yeah, it's just a, a selection of characters to go with it. So I, I think it's a really strong list. I'm not sure how strong it goes into the current meta. Um, I think your clone balls, you haven't got that many big dice pools in there. Um, he has got a
2: lot of velocity and pierce.
3: It does. It does, but you still you've still got to get past barrier um and dodges when you're not using the high velocity shots.
2: But you've yeah, got that, a lot of critical guns, so that will trigger the barrier earlier.
1: Yeah, and also the do you, if you do the old um the old Bob effect card that adds the dice on, is it rule with respect, whatever yeah, it's rule, called? Rule with respect. Add that dice to each sniper, then that makes a big difference in terms of The output has there. I mean, I get what you're saying. It's not going to be top tier competitive, but it's still like it will pose a little bit of a query to those who want to expose their Jedi.
3: I think in terms of rebel lists, it's certainly up there with top tier competitive. I could see it struggling against stuff like Ewoks. I think it might. It's ironic coming from him. but, But 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 you do have the two flame projectors in there, which you know, which is very good for handling Ewoks. So you know, if you jump, Bober in, um, it's Arsenal too, isn't he, Dimeo? I've I've not, I've not read his card for a mm-hmm. long, long time. Well, I did that. A... Yeah,
4: he's
3: got Arsenal too. <laughs> so yeah, ro- ro- so if you if you're doing that, you know, you can you can if you if you do it on the right turn, you can pop his uh his flame projectors in two different directions.
2: I think the one thing to be aware of is, and I think um, Andreas like talking about it is the ace up his sleeve. When you pull that from uh, your contingency, you can give a standby to Boba because you don't need Underworld Connections, um, if I'm right, uh, Consular, (laughs) from the, the forum rulings. I think because it's coming from his contingency, you're not issuing an order, so therefore you don't need Underworld Connections to do it. I think. (laughs)
3: But 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 Boba gets a standby anyway, for the most part.
2: So you can yeah, but then uh, you can give him a standby, then a face up um, straight afterwards. So you can make him spend the standby, then activate him straight away.
4: That's an interesting combo. I I again, I am not a a consular. I'm the EO. Um, (laughs) And so I always tell people like, don't don't take my my off the cuff rulings as valid. But it looks right to me. Um, Yeah. Which is interesting. I think this list is leaning very heavily on rule with respect, just based on what I'm seeing here. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of effects where it's like, oh, an extra die here is just really, really strong. You know, you're you're buffing your snipers, you're making your rebel vets um, hit just that little bit harder, adding more to Cassian sniper is never bad. The double flamer with Boba quite nasty. I've seen it done a couple of times, and it will just eat two units alive the only thing i question here and and i'm always i'm always big on that battle deck right i see intercept i see kp i see sabotage i see recover i like intercept and i like recover because intercept you've just got a 11 activations of troopers no problems there recover the supplies you've got a recon intel boga no problem there sabotage the evaporators you have no one to just be an objective monkey you've got rebel vets with heavy weapons, you've got your blaster troopers that can't contribute, you got snipers. You've got nobody you want to waste actions on just going and doing the thing. You need those guns front and center to make that rule with respect turn better. Key oh, positions I'm... is also very heavy on vehicles right now. There's a lot of very strong vehicle lists that want to play key positions. and this list, I don't know if it has the potential to take on something like Tempest Force, where you're going to have ATSTs and speeder bikes just eating up those low save units every turn.
1: I speculate on the um, <clears throat> what was it? In, it's not intercept, sabotage. Can't remember which one. The not not the key positions one. The one we said before. Uh, I wonder okay. if he'd use K two S O as the objective monkey, because he won't benefit from Bob's black dice extra dice because he's only Rage two anyway. And but you can then you're use...
2: not feeding aims to Cassian.
1: True, but I wonder if that's a play you go, oh well I'll take that instead and do that and I'll you play the objective instead of that and you think, okay, I'll take one aim instead of two. I don't know. I'm just I'm speculating. Uh, or you're using the three snipers on the, the three sniper squad units as uh, as the the back vap, if you will and see what happens there. But I suppose if he's playing Tempest Force, you're going to just sit and go, well, I'll just try and avoid certain objectives on Tempest Force.
4: Yeah, I mean, you want to play Intercept against Tempest Force, but they will if they're red, they will never let that happen. Um, I'm almost inclined to say, I would suggest swapping one of those two objectives, whichever one the player feels more comfortable with removing, with Hostage. You have a lot of very aggressive units that can punish on hostage as well as it being a scenario that trends towards ties allowing boba's bounty but he not bounty does he In rebels not. no that's unfortunate um but e- even then just the, the speed that that list can bring and the range that it has now that the choke and the blizzard force you know has been curbed a little bit i could see bo- uh, hostage being a little bit more effective on a list that's all in on shooting than perhaps Sabotage or KP. I suppose you could argue
2: the uh, payload the same and just play for the kill points.
4: Yeah, possibly.
1: So and that and, wraps up the killy list. Moving on, Ollie.
3: Yes, yeah, so we'll go to we'll go to Haslam's list, list next. So oh, um, we are going to look. Uh, so he he specifically asked for help reviewing the battle deck. Um, so I'll run through the list quick, um, and then we can have a little look at the battle deck and see what we think about it. So the list is Obi-Wan Kenobi with Barrier, Push, Lead by Example and Protector. Padme with Vigilance and Seize the Initiative. One Phase 1 with DC-15. One Phase 1 with Boil. Two Phase 1s with RPS, 6 Trooper, Clone Medics. Um, two Arc Trooper Strike Teams with DC-15 Arcs. And then one ARC trooper strike team with Echo. So in terms of command hand, he's um H- hello there. Our fate is in your hands. Is it knowledge and power? I don't know his cards off by hand. It's slightly cut off on the, on my screen. Knowledge and defense. Knowledge and defense. Um, aggressive negotiations. General Kenobi. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, disappointment. And then Di- Di- Padme's diplomatic card. <laughs> Um, so And then onto Battle Deck, you've got Intercept the Transmissions, Sabotage, Hostage, Payload, uh, Advanced Positions, The Long March, Danger Close, Major Offensive, Clear Conditions, Minefield, Fortified Positions, and War Weary.
1: Okay. So he wanted help specifically with the Battle Deck, yeah? Yeah. Hostage, 100% yes. There's straight on the bat. You've got a force user, and you've got the Padme the Padme 2 pip that says get a speed move. So you can play that quite early doors, and they get a free move. It's quite handy. It's not the most powerful, obviously, but it's good in that it's, it's reasonable. So that's me straight off the bat saying yes to Hostage. Uh, payload, payload, payload. How many units was it? How many activations? Nine. I mean, yeah, why not? I can't see a reason why not. Uh, if what, what would he be he would be red or no he'd probably end up being well he'd probably end up being red I think right, loud,
2: I think the only thing I can see straight away that stands off to me is probably danger close um, yeah that's a weird one like you don't want to be engaged like Obi-Wan's right. melee attack is a wet noodle um I know you could kind of deploy like battle lines in a diagonal sense and things like that, but you still risk being put um, quite close if they then start to counter deploy you. Um, I think I might swap that for rollout because if you're wanting to leverage that range four and five, um, the strike teams and the RPS, etc. cetera, and the DC and like wear them down early for the first couple of turns and then get into range three.
1: I've had a thought. I've had a thought on why Danger Close is there.
2: Oh,
1: if, well, he, if he were to, to <coughs> he would be deploying Kenobi last. You would be de- deploying him last regardless, at whatever point. Let's say, let's say you and I playing, I'm playing Kenobi and you use the Danger Close and you bring the bulk of your army close to me. Make exactly, sense you're with me.
0: Mm.
1: If I'm deploying Kenobi last, I could put him into a point where he's protected and then has a chance to, after turn one, yeet, or in turn one, yeeting himself into your lines, and then turn two playing hello there, getting a shed load of green tokens. That's the only thing I can think of, that would be why. And I do get that logic, because that card arguably is in the top five command cards for me, just because I think I think it's a brilliant command card. Uh, so, in the, yeah, so that's the only thing I can think of that might be why you'd use it and have that in that scenario, but that relies on your, on your opponent deploying everything real freaking close to you but so it's so very situational but so i get what, i
3: totally get what you're saying but that's the only thing i can think of that would be why that's there yeah, I, I think you know with with any with any clone ball list you wanted to set up you know range four to five away from your opponent um, and you want to stop them from getting close to you so i think if if you're looking at it from a meta perspective if you know you take danger close out because you don't want to go up against your blizzards or your wookies um or your malls um you know or or things where people want to be getting to your lines quicker it benefits them now granted anybody who anybody who's anybody whose list is is that affected by a deck or a um, a deployment will have taken the bid, so I think it's it's almost a moot point as as whatever he takes. Um, but yeah, I think like ninety five percent of the time he's going to be yeah. And it, well, the other eight hundred point lists out there are also clone lists, so they'll also be running similar things to what he's running. So I don't think there's masses of difference in what he's going to be playing, regardless. Um, so I think with that kind of list, it's just a case of trying to pick the objective where you can sit and do what your list does best, which is just form in a circle and shoot from a distance.
1: Uh, yeah, I've also just thought of another reason why Danger Close is in there. Um, he's got Padme with the potential to play secret mission.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: That's so you can score. It, that could could be scored early, and you walk her up with Boyle and and Kenobi. Get the secret mission, then get her the fuck out of there, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was just me thinking. I'm just thinking out loud on that one. I'm John. What do you think? You've been very quiet. I don't know. Silently contemplating. I assume on these on this list.
4: Yeah. I mean, I judge most lists on turn their turn zero potential. Um, And. I'm, I'm trying to think if I agree with intercept, sabotage, hostage, like in this case, sabotage, hundred percent. You just send Boyle to go do that and have somebody backing him up. Um, I, I don't think you're wasting time there. Uh, hostage, you guys already pointed out, you have a lot of free movement tricks, you're not worried about that. Intercept, you're, you're only 9 activations, but again, you're a massive infantry, so might as well take that. But, payload, you, it's a lot of moving, and clones don't like a lot of moving. And that worries me. So I'm looking at your other options here, and I'm wondering what's Better in that sense um with kp because you've
2: got force push just for the the usual jedi play
4: yeah because you're not going to do bombing run as well as a speeder list will do kp is a struggle because you're only you're diving in turn six on kp generally speaking with that list and breakthrough i feel like is a non-starter so I guess if it's your third, if it's your fourth slot, and you're just going to go, I'm not going to play this if it ever comes up. You're probably fine. Looking at the conditions, clear, fortified, uh, more weary. I often question fortified in red save lists because it inordinately benefits units that want to constantly have heavy cover, which are low save factions in general. They want to negate as many hits as they can. They don't want to be making saves. So I have to wonder if maybe rapid reinforcements isn't the worst for you.
1: I was thinking about rapid reinforcements if I'm honest
4: because you can
1: use either well Yeah, you could well it's not the worst. I d- it, because I I, I I always build my deck. slight segue. I always build my deck on what I what I know I can play, but also I know what I can play is happens to be what things that some people, not all, don't like playing. I.e., I'll st- I'll always stick disarray in there because everyone goes, I'll oh, sod that. I don't want to play it, or rapid reinforcements and go no because they don't want to take two units out and do sort of things or up to two units anyway. Um, so I'll put stuff in the deck that I know people won't want to play because I I'm comfortable playing it, but. I know people will, it will just make people go, "I oh, sod that," and make them flip it. So, um, yeah, I, I see what you mean. I just uh, so yeah, rapid rapid could be interesting. For, I don't know, I think you pro- what would you do? Rapid the phase one with the DC or one of the medic squads, and then go, and then go which unit's been shot, and then bring them in and assist and do the medic action on the unit that's been shot that round. I suppose it's not a bad shout to do that.
4: I think it just depends on the situation you're in. There's also hmm. I mean, I'm a big fan of using because I play mostly Tempest Force these days and I have to, I have a rapid reinforcement every game. I like using it to outflank things. But being that you're clones, not really as big of an option. But maybe you just like you put an arc strike team in reserve if your opponent's going very sniper heavy and they've left those snipers somewhat exposed in their back line, they've played a very aggressive front line, and their snipers are hanging back, you put your arcs in reserve, and then once they've committed to the board, you go, all right, cool, I'm going to put my arcs uh, behind this bunker here. Next turn, they're going to tactical out, and they're going to take out a sniper squad. Something yeah. like that. It just gives you options.
2: <laughs> Peekaboo. I think one thing I've noticed is um, I'm not quite sure why he's got war-weary, because if Kenobi buggers off, and he's past range one of the squads because he's dived, then you've got um, no command bubble, and the, and you're all Courage One apart from your strike teams.
4: Yeah, you could mitigate that by having Padme with... Uh, what is it? The uh, Inspiring Presence?
2: Yeah, but he, he hasn't got
4: that on there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's five points. Oh, drop a clone medic, maybe. Throw in a Inspiring Presence and maybe give her her gun.
1: I mm-hmm. I I would disagree with the gun. Respectfully disagree, just because if you give her the gun and she's shooting, she's doing the wrong things. Okay. Oh, you finally heard? No, on. <laughs> I've, I've said that all along. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, said I'm this sure. all along. I've even you go back a few podcasts. I've even said this to Nav. I've said I've got messages to Nav saying this. I've said if you're putting a gun on Padme, you're doing the wrong shit. Um,
3: well, that that, that, that for, for those of you at home. Triggered that me meant, there. That that level of response mean he one hundred percent is uh is absolutely lying <laughs> in his statement <laughs> there. I'm picking out ne- a message. Picking out the message. Never never thought of that in his life. <laughs> my, just... my
4: final thought on this though, and this is just in general, is if you're asking for a bat for battle deck advice and you're running eight hundred points, as you kind of said, it's almost a non-issue. If you're running eight hundred, I generally find you need to be able to run a list that can play all, but at worst one objective. Because if your if your opponent is playing a vehicle centric list at seven ninety nine, you're going to get forced to play breakthrough. You're going to get forced to play um, bombing run. You're going to get forced to play key positions. And I don't think this list will do well at any of those uh, objectives. Unfortunately, I think it's fantastic at certain things. I think it's a very killy list. But when you when you're focusing on winning the game, if that's your goal. Um, you definitely don't want to be playing objectives where your opponent's vehicles score better than you do. Solid like cool.
3: Yeah, absolutely. See, so, so m- moving on to the next list. To to the next list. Um, we are going to go with Garrow's list, which is called Speed. Ugh. Oh boy. I. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and it—it's well, it, not the speed list you think it is. So it's 796 <laughs> points, and it is an Imperial officer with underworld connections. There, yeah, thrown you already. Uh, Boba Fett with situa- situational awareness, up close and personal, and Boba's flame projector. Uh, Din Jarin with Din's flame projector, the Mando's jetpack, and Beskar spear. Two what? One Shaw with T21. One Shaw with Delmico. Two DF90 mortar troopers three naked speeder bikes with the command cards, whip card launcher. This is the way making his way in the galaxy. I like those odds rule with respect and assault. Um, and then you've got bombing run breakthrough KP recover, uh, disarray battle lines, major offensive danger, close and supply drop clear conditions, minefield and hostile environment. So I think the first thing that I would say about this list is if you could find, oh, I suppose you're not going to be able to find the points for it, but I would rather if you could find seven points, I'd rather have the T21 instead of Delmico, because Delmico's unless you're getting him close to the speeder bikes to heal them, I don't think he's particularly worthwhile.
4: Um, I think he's there to be a sniper. I don't think he's there to be a a heal bot necessarily. What I don't like, and I, and this is just a personal thing, no transponders on those bikes. I like bikes with transponders. They punch their their alpha strike their first hit with that free aim. They punch way above their weight class if they have those. Now, where do you get those points? As you said, I don't really know.
3: I mean, un- unless it's unless you're kind of looking at dropping up close and personal from Boba, that will give you twelve points, which means you could do your um you you could be bang on eight hundred. Um and have three transponders and then you'd maybe have to drop I like having the bid on this, so. Yeah, but if you drop if you then so if you drop Din's flame projector Um you've already got Boba's flame projector there. You can you can make up for that um and put in Boba's three well Boba's whichever pit Boba's flamer is into the list as well. No, I think
2: yeah. I mean, personally, I think it would be the shock trooper of Dell that I would drop if I was cutting things, and then put in like a stormtrooper of a medic just yep. on the off chance Bubba and didn't uh, fail a save. You, you've got a medic
3: for them, but you do then lose the second mortar. Uh, in in addition, no.
2: so... oh oh sorry, I thought you had two T T21s. plugged in.
3: so it's just the one. So for for the list to to keep it. Majority gun line, but mm. you know, if, if I'm honest, I, I, I do wonder whether the shore troopers and DF mortar troopers are the wrong choice for a list that wants to be pushing forward. You know, storm troopers with um, is it is it the T21? T21,
4: yeah, yeah. Like,
3: like just storm troopers with your T21s, maybe find some points for a med bot um in there as well. Um, and then you're kind of going to be pushing forward, so you probably drop yourself to nine axe, which is still fine on bombing run breakthrough. Um and I don't honestly I'd be given I wouldn't I'd be giving bombs to Boba um and and Din as uh, much more likely to be able to get across the table in one piece these days. <laughs> yeah, I think I think in terms of command cards um you probably want to it's really it's really hard. I think Din's got some good cards. Um I don't think you need assault in there, you can probably just go for one of Boba's three pips. But I get why it's there to put orders on the bikes.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a really good call. But then, as you say, you to then benefit off of um, transponders, you don't want an order. But I suppose if that's for turn two, maybe that's okay.
3: You no, know, you can tra- transponders are fine with an order.
4: Nope. Nope. You yeah, You can't have an order. It's. Yeah, it's 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 basically you know. It's the, I usually use it on turn one as just like I'm gonna play. A card that doesn't issue these things orders and then i don't mind when they go necessarily because a lot of times with bikes it's a move shoot move so that turn you're basically going move aim shoot move so you're getting in you're taking an aim shot and you're getting out so you don't really care when they get pulled because you were expecting your opponent will never get to fire back i'm just I mean, I'm, I'm throwing this stuff together with what he had and just replacing everything with stormtroopers hmm. and i actually think that has a lot more gas
2: I mean, the other thing you could do with the assault, if you're wanting order control, is rather than give it to the bikes, if you've got transponders on them, is you give it to the short two orders to the shores, and an order to the officer, um, and the mortars will get an order from the shore troopers. So, in your bag is two operatives and three bikes, so you've got really good order control um, to do the same kind of shenanigans, and you're triggering all your independence as well as being able to trigger your um, transponders on turn one.
3: Uh, there um, I'm not muted anymore. I think the list has certainly got legs. I'd be interested to hmm. see. I'd be interested to see how it plays on the table. Um, I've played against something sort of half similar against Rich College back in. Um... Oh, I just yeah, <laughs> D- <laughs> real digging the memories up there, boys. Um, yeah, I've got. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good list. I'll, uh, I'm certainly excited to see it on the table. Um, just for the, just for the sake of speed, we have got one more and. Uh, as we've been talking about the new hotness, uh, Wani has sent, us, has sent us a Geonosian list in. So this is 799, um, Kalani with aggressive tactics, commanding presence, uh, two Magna Guard with RPS6 Magna Guards, uh, one Naked Battle Droids, one Sunfac with environmental gear, two Geonosian Warriors uh, with an additional Geonosian Warrior, and three riders so again, you know, that's it's looking like another list that's going to be running across the table. That you, I think I've got brutalin. I, I don't know the new the new command what the new command card names are for Geo Ocean's. NDC. you he might have felt me out on that on all of them actually. And I, it's only got missions, so it's breakthrough, bombing run, payload, and sabotage.
1: He's only got one of the um, he's only got one of the the Geo cards.
2: because he hasn't got um, Poggle. He's oh, only got Sunback. On, yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah. I tell you what, looking at that and then looking at his deck, he's—I don't think how often he gets to be blue. I don't know because his his deck with breakthrough, bombing run, payload, and sabotage. Like he's got the speed to do the breakthrough and the bombing run stuff. The the payload stuff might be problematic with droids uh, hmm. and the Gen Ocean Warriors. I don't know. I haven't played them double, or so double double double,
3: double double Magna's pretty good on on a, as, as, as some payload Escorters. Yeah, Um, if if they say they have two units on, well, if they're two escorts and someone
1: else has three, they're not going to move that payload. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking out
2: loud. Uh, He hasn't. He's wasted two points on environmental gear because Sunfak has scale, so therefore he can't get slowed down anyway. There you go. So there's he's got a
1: bit of a bid going on. So that goes to seven ninety-seven. Yeah. Um. Aggressive tactics. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if aggressive tactics is necessary maybe, but um I think it's because it's quite an expensive upgrade for me when you could just take the aggressive tactics and put on um
4: transponders on the bike vi- on the stabs. Yeah, yeah. Staps are different. I, I don't I don't put transponders on stabs. I just put uh, I usually put a long range transponder on one and then two lung targeting arrays to just have the move as a giant wedge of death. Uh I I do agree that the aggressive tactics is probably not necessary. Uh, IGs are going to generate their own stuff anyway and the Genosans don't need it. I love the 38 point naked trooper. That's that's there for sabotage. <laughs> that's all he does. He's, he rolled three, he's
1: rolled in three crits every time.
4: <laughs> uh, I've, I've seen it happen. You're just, you just throw the six white and you're like, hey, if I get something, great. But I think if you start cutting, like say you cut aggressive tactics Um, and I know why commanding presence is there. It's to Supplement the stab riders, but I think if you if you cut aggressive tactics and cut commanding presence entirely, move that to link targeting arrays on the stabs and one uh, long range. You, you you essentially net yourself five points back. Then, well, I guess I see what he's doing. He's doing actually. I'm looking at this now. His plan is to commanding presence the stabs and give the staps the the surges. That's where the surges are gonna go every turn.
2: I'd prefer an aim though. Like yeah. I think if it, if I could drop the aggressive tactics and give all three of them link target and arrays with the command and presence, I yeah. I prefer that.
4: They're they're so low save. Again, you wanna be relying on the dodges to just not take hits versus making a save and maybe rolling a surge.
2: hmm Because you've got critical one uh, well, critical two on a full squad. So unless you roll like four crits, you're not gonna be spending the surge on the offense.
4: Yeah. And so now you can get your you get access to the force pike potentially you just save five points now you could change an ocean warrior to a force pike. whatever the other side of that card does i don't remember if we've seen that yet
2: uh it's the bombing run uh, what is it uh um, overrun overrun card that's it
4: gotcha yeah that that you could get that you're cutting e-gear here i think you're one point short of getting a second force pike, unfortunately
2: well he's got the environmental gear two point spare as well that.
4: Oh yeah. okay, yeah. He's got. ninety got. He's seven ninety nine. He take out two points there. Um, I think. I think you need four points, and you're three points away <laughs> from getting <laughs> it, even with is, uh, Kalani wearing nothing.
3: Is is there a potential to? How many points is just uh, a T series?
2: That's quite a big drop. You could drop 50, to the 50, generic,
3: 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. But, but but you could drop to two T series. Mm. Um, yeah. if you know, if if you're looking to get some additional. And no is out like on your Magna guard, and know they can kind of walk up with them I, I yeah. don't know, but but, yeah, but even if you go if you go t series uh, second force Pike, and you could maybe even go a second ocean War a third Geonosian ocean warriors just um naked just to dive in um i'd have to I'd have to look at the points for it, but i'm I'm not sure if Kalani is super necessary in a list like this.
4: It's it's for the direct AI. He's he's trying. He's going for the range four commanding presence direct AI thing. So if but, he drops
2: him to a generic, he can do the same trick, and then he's got the points for that um, pike warrior.
4: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think if you well, if you just cut aggressive tactics, move it to all LTAs, right? No, no long range because you're using the direct at range four, which is a little bit limiting because range four isn't as big as you might think it is sometimes. You're cutting Sunfok out, so right now you've got you've got only got three points to work with, essentially. If you do it that way, you're not even getting to that next pike. Um, but if you drop him down to, as you said, a generic super tack, that nets you what? Five points. Uh, ten. Is it ten now? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's it's ten. Ninety. Ninety and a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So that that gets you those genotions up to, as you said, the pikes, and I think that's the way to go
2: and still gives you a small bid. I think it's two-point bid-ish.
4: Yeah, something really small, but I think you have more gas there. You're going to alpha strike a little bit harder, and your genosins are not going to hit like wet noodles. They're going to actually have some beef.
3: <laughs> oh, that's really good. We uh, yeah, so For for all the listeners who sent your list in, apologies if we didn't get around to your list this time. I am um, going to be trying to make it a more you know structured segment. Um, in our shows, we will try and go over the list that you have sent in. Um, and we do appreciate you taking the time out your days to pop them in our Discord. We'll just call it
1: Ollie's Corner. I'm going to totally make you a theme tune uh, that isn't that. Isn't- um. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. He's got Frozen on Command again, don't you, bastard? It's- that- yeah. um, you know what's going to be really annoying is I've added that in, but I've got to find now where it was to edit it and do that again. So that's annoying. <breadth of Arabic> um, Hang on. one. Uh one twenty five, writing down. Right, okay. Uh so that ends up professional. That ends Ollie's corner. Uh, uh thank you very much, Ollie, and thank you very much listeners and patrons for sending in. And and again, if you uh if you're not a patron member, this is something we can do. So we can send you can send in your lists and we will review them and offer our opinions. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Who knows what you're gonna get? <clears throat> Excuse me, I nearly breathed in and died. Um moving on. Events um lots of events coming up um there's a few big ones uh, there's a few small ones um we've got international events we've got events with international attendances you name it we've got it so let's start uh let's start with we'll start with uh the first one we'll go we'll go to uk we are close to home first so who wants to do the uk events
2: I've got a few to plug. Go on, um, then. <laughs> um, so we've Not got... Not like you to have any events to plug at all. <laughs> we've got a store championship uh, in Peterborough on the 20th at Angle Gaming. There is, I think, four tickets left. Um, three out of four of us from That's No Moon are going to be attending. Um, uh, so Cockles might get a ticket uh, if he's lucky. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, it'd be great if we can get the, I think there's this and um, uh, Justin's is the last door cha- championship in the UK. So you've got these last two events uh, before the end of the month. So if you want promo cards or just fun and practice for Worlds, or even as a new player, you just want to come along and uh, see it because it's obviously Peter as a new scene, um, then this would be a great event for you. Um Go for it, Ollie. You've got a question.
3: Perfect. So, follow, following on from that as well, if you are in the UK and you are running events, we now have our kits in stock for stores. So, promos do not just run out in January. Um, in the off-season, uh, you can be buying your promo kits from us. So, to give you a little bit of details uh, as to what we've got in the promo kits, um, you will be receiving um, 16, and it can be more. So, if you can do more, we'll get more. So, 16, that's no moon. Standing orders cards. Uh, there will be eight foil I think it's eight or ten. Yeah, so ten foil promos. Now these are for uh best in faction. Um so we'll have best in factions for Shadow Collective, Empire, Rebels, Um, uh, Republic, and Separatists. And then we will also have a range of non foil cards of just random promos and bits and bobs now i do have to note these are self-made um by um somebody that we use mr hatswell um so and also in the kits we will be getting a selection of dice and any sort of resin promos that i come across as well so those are 25 pounds if you've got a store champion uh if you don't know if you've got a store champion or not please do message me Uh, over the facebook page and i will see if i can find out if you do if you do and if you do not have a store champion they are 30 but
1: what is a store champion
3: a store champion is just someone who is in our patreon group um so you know for instance in uh, if you're sanctuary in nottingham you have a dave grant who's a regular if you're in mk you will have andy if you're in peterborough you will have andy (laughs) If you're anywhere within a two hour drive of Peterborough, you may have andy um but <laughs> <laughs> uh no, there's a there's a lot of stores with some great- some great players in you know down in london uh there's john um and there's Elliot down there and I believe Saint Albans' have got a store as well which i uh, will be getting in touch with but yeah yes, if, you, if, if, if if you if you do want kits and you do want to be giving out promos to your players uh, no player will be leaving empty handed with one of the bat snow moon promo kits Carol and um, Andy
1: you were saying
2: yeah yeah um following on for that we've got the 27th of january as well is the normal monthly event in milton keynes um so just come along um there will be prizes from old tournament kits i think uh this month it'll probably be the asset as i look behind me to the pile of (laughs) leftovers i've still got um so yeah it'll be a fresh asset set for everyone who turns up um and then, more importantly, the most important and best event of all, MKG G, MKGT in August. Um, we are. Oh, she wrote it down for me. <laughs> uh, almost a third of our tickets sold, um, which is about on to par with what we were last year. So, um, for us, hopefully, to sell out before. Um, where we got to last year. That'd be uh, amazing if we could do that this time. Um, And we've got sponsorships and prizes to be announced hopefully this week. We're just waiting on confirmation on what it is they're actually uh, giving us, but we have got sponsors um, lined up now. Um, And uh, to book accommodation um, with your ticket. Um, Fortunately, at the moment, the hotel where the event is being held, they've turned off bookings because... I think it's Chase and Status are performing um, at the MK Bowl. So the sooner you book it, the cheaper your uh, accommodation will be because of that, unfortunately. Um, obviously, I can't <laughs> control when a, a band will uh, book a venue in the same town, um, but it does affect room rates. Why, so why can't it control
1: aware. that? Why? why can't it control I,
2: that? As, manag- honest, as manager of band. Chase
1: and
3: Status, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> 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 Baradun, Baradun. <laughs> <Right. laughs>
3: Uh, I've got I, a few. I, I've got uh, a few <laughs> Chase and Status songs
1: running through my head now. They're like, well, I've been down so cold and low. <laughs> yes, uh, John. If you don't know who Chase and Status are, uh, they're a pretty good band. Well, they're I'd say, they're pretty good. They're entertaining. Some people don't like them. Some people will. They're pretty good cool to listen to. J- J- drum and bass is love, indeed. Uh, do you, um, would you classify them as drum and bass though? I don't. Look, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't, I wouldn't call them typical drum and bass. that
3: they're, they're, li- they're, they're literally the almost the. The godfathers of modern drum and bass.
1: Honestly, do you want to know what I would call them? Pop nope. music. Oh, get
3: out! Get out! Get out! You look like you're from the '60s. Get out! Got a
2: big <laughs> dirty bassline in it, mate. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like that? What? There's the
1: one that was the theme tune to the the police show that had Noel Clark in it. Would you take a bullet? That one. That's not. Re- I wouldn't call that drum and bass. What?
3: There's d- drum and bass. Is if there is. Drums and bass in a set tempo behind whatever the music is. So it can I'm be, sorry, that's it can anything.
1: Be, any music has drums and bass in.
3: <laughs> I said in a I said in a set tempo. So, drum and bass are very specific drum loops. Uh, and, that's, and, and that's where it gets his name from. Anyway, remember,
1: we went to private we, education of music. Oh, you went to art college. <laughs> you should know. He yeah. went to art college.
3: And we, we we are going far off track here. We've got a lovely American guest not on to talk about drum and bass for sure. <laughs> he knows
1: we do We he knows we tangent.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Anyway,
1: uh, so yeah, sorry, carry it a bit. So, MKGT, book early to avoid disappointment, uh, full stop
2: in any capacity, really? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, anything else? Um,. Oh, uh, World Team Championships?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I thought you were going to cover that. No, 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 that's
2: not me. <laughs> that's your bag. Uh, so that is at the end of January, so the 31st. Um, anyone who is attending and you are there on the Thursday or, um, or Friday, there is obviously the singles event to sign up for. Um, so... Uh, if you want some practice for Worlds, because this is literally a month before, four, um, it's probably a good one just to sign up for. And if you're already in Spain, then why not? Um, if you're only there for the Friday and you want to join in, then that's fine. You don't have to be there for both days, but it is being run as like a two-day event. Will
3: Will you be allowing the use of proxy Geonosians or Inquisitors in the solo event if people are wanting to test for Worlds? Oh, that's a very good question. Don't um, let him do it. Don't let him do it.
2: Geonotions will be out by then, so there's no need for proxy for that. Um, Build them (laughs) and put them on the table. They don't Don't, have to be painted. Don't sneeze on them to paint. Uh, I'll contemplate the Inquisitors. Let me have a think about it. Might be an interesting one to allow it just for the singles event.
1: Also, also, it should be noted that if you are interested in knowing what is going on in the World Team Championships, uh, that we uh, will be streaming the event and Tom will have loads of cool new equipment that we have been able to procure for him to aid streaming so that is from you guys the patron people who have been able to get some stuff so we can actually provide you with a quality service and streaming service so you can keep in touch with all the games going on um john are you going to world team championships or are you paying attention to it in your calendar
4: i'm definitely paying attention to it uh i was not able to attend this year because i have a three-year-old who (laughs) requires my time uh but uh I am definitely paying attention. I try to keep abreast of all of the major events so that way I'm not caught by surprise when something somebody comes up and is like, Hey, did you hear about what happened at, you know, this event? Just like, what's this event now?
1: I'll tell you what, when when you and I are both sitting at home watching the stream, we can just have a chat amongst ourselves and be like, hey dude, that was pretty cool. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um <laughs> moving on from other events. I, uh, I I will always plug this because we are we 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 we, well, we love it. The Legion uh, on the website, legionevents.app, and I've just clicked on the next two three weeks uh, two, two weeks to three months to see what's going on. I'm going to go look at the UK. There's plenty of events going on. First one I click on, Saturday, 24th of February, Norwich, Athena Games. There's a Facebook event for it. There you go. Next up, uh, let's go north of England. Uh, let's go here, Mansfield, Sun in Ashfield. Here you go. Sanctuary, have got three. Uh, so we've got February 10th, March 9th, and April 6th. They've got two skirmish and one regular. But I things. So that's all good. Yeah, so
3: so sanctuary alternate month by month from um, normal to skirmish. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> skirmish.
2: <Yep>. Um, <laughs> go on, Ollie. You can do it. Go <laughs> Skr- <laughs> You covered no, no, uh,
1: you covered you... the world's qualifier in Preston as well, didn't you? In the twenty seventh.
3: Hello. Is is that is that Life Day Massacre that, that one? That is
1: the heart, one at Harlequins. I think it's, yes, 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 Life Day, day. Massacre, yeah, Life, Life Day Massacre, just, two, yes. Justin Reed's one. Yep, so oh, that was Justin's. You did say that, so yeah, that's good. So it's got the double vlog on Saturday, twenty seventh of January. You got two in Stockport Element, March second and March the ninth. Uh, the March the second is a two day one, uh, two day event.
3: There, please note that that event is the cash event. Okay. um on the second and third and to note that tickets are selling fast for it um so there isn't that many less le- that many left i was chatting with dave nolan the other day so if you do want to get your tickets get it soon andy um <laughs> <laughs> i need some hours
1: well i would like i think i can probably like that but not, not i'm not gonna bloody win am i but i'll just go for, for fun if i can yeah
3: i mean i mean i mean a t triple hotel room that's where's tom
1: where's the T N M quads
3: Oh, 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 could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> Dirty weekend. <laughs> that room, my friends, would be Carnage. Yes. Um, <laughs> that would you know we'd
1: all look like absolute nerds turning up in our TNM matching hoodies and be like, "Yeah, let's but no, never mind. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um let's go further. Let's go north of the border into Ganashields. Um there's some events going on. Scotland's starting to get some more events going on, which is really cool to see. Um Saturday, 5th of February, in Ganashields, which is just over the border. Um, there's a Facebook event on there, it's at 5th Ward Hall, uh, if anyone knows where that is on there, then you've got Common Ground Games, I think in Sterling, I've got one on the 23rd of March we'll talk about more near the time but uh, yeah, go to legionevents.app and you'll get events all across the UK as well as international and before Ollie does the one in the Netherlands, I'll talk about the one in France in Normandy, uh, the, centre, uh, the Centre Richard Lenoir on the Saturday 24th of February in France, um, go along to that one. I hope to attend uh, an international event this year at some point. I don't know what yet, though. So watch the space world. Uh, Ollie, talk about Holland. Netherlands, Netherlands, the Netherlands, sorry.
2: You're really not looking at the screen, are you?
1: No, I, no <laughs> I'm looking at it, but it, I'm, so, it, it's, I'm so used to seeing Holland as a football team and going and calling it Holland for years and years and years that I'm just like right, training my brain to say the Netherlands. So uh, apologies to our Dutch <laughs> listeners, but I hope you understand. Oh, well, he's, he's not there, so I, Oh, God. Uh, all right. In which case, I'll do it, because he's buggered off, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> oh, look, here he is. Uh, events, man. He's gone. So, the first one, this was in Rotterdam, or anywhere, anywhere, or right now. This is Rotterdam, a tabletop kingdom of Papaloos Wild Ride. Uh, it's this is, this is called Papaloos Wild Ride. This is on Saturday, 24th of February. Uh, that one's there. There's a Facebook event there. Again, go to the legionevents.app site, And then there's one in Arnhem. Uh, again, Saturday 27th, um, it's the Spelk Vartier tour- Store Tournament. And I need to find the one that I said would talk about there because uh, it's on an email from a man whose name has just escaped my brain, but it will come back to me shortly. Andy, anything else for before you, before you while I find a John, what have you got events-wise going on in Chicago? Because this isn't just a European thing. Tell us what you've got going on, man.
4: Uh, we've got a couple of store championships, uh, coming up. We've got one this weekend on Sunday, uh, at Fair Game, and then another one, I believe, later in the month at Grognard Games. Then, we've got a couple of smaller conventions, like Polar Vortex, that won't have invites, but we'll have Legion events. So, we've done a pretty good job with our store champs out here. We've gotten most of them done, and we've hit those 16-player caps pretty consistently, which has been pretty great.
1: Nice. That's really cool. I, 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 I said to my wife, I turn 40 next year, my birthday present I'd like to be is to go to the States and just play Legion all, all for days and days and days. Who knows what happens there? I found the Dutch event. Uh, it's the Galactic Tabletop Tournament in uh, Hailu in the Netherlands. Uh, and this is the quote uh, from uh, Martin Yetten. Uh, which is it's a Galactic tabletop event in Hilvarenbeek, the Netherlands, which is only a thirty minutes train ride from Amsterdam and is right next to the train station. Perfect for transportation links. Tickets can be bought at Galactic te- Galactic Tabletop dot site dot com. Exactly how it sounds: J I M D at site dot com. Uh, also found on legionevents.app on the 2nd of June. Lots of prizes uh, prizes from Army Painter, Baron of Dice, Tabletop Kingdom, the Multiverse, Playmats and that sort of stuff. And us! Because we're sponsoring as well. Um, so yeah, if you get a chance to go to Holland, to, to the Netherlands um, this, in the summer, that'd be cool. Actually, that might be one of the ones I try and target because if you are not from The Netherlands, and you want to get to uh, Amsterdam, you can go to Schiphol Airport and then take the train from Schiphol straight into the train station, and you're there. So, um, having been to Amsterdam, uh, you'd thoroughly enjoy it. Ollie would love it, so um, that's his bag, I think. Amsterdam, thanks, mate. Yeah, well, I think you'd enjoy it, wouldn't you?
3: Probably. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So that's like asking Ollie: Would you like a night out? Do you like a good time? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But, um,
3: but to top those there is also, I believe, we've got a, a decently sized event for our French friends in Calais in February. I'm just trying to find where Dave posted about it. Da-da-da. So yeah, so Calais, and it's the Open du Nord. When is the date of it? Uh, uh,
2: February the 24th, I believe, isn't it?
3: Yeah, just just looking at so February twenty fourth, February twenty fifth. I believe by the by the looks, things thirty five tickets have sold. Um, Because I think where it says signed in on the tabletop tournaments website is how many people have actually paid to go. Um, So that is fifty euros for the two days. Um, If you are going from England, there's some great links to get across there. I had a little look the other day. It's one hundred and fourteen pounds to get a return ferry across in a car. Um, Or you can obviously take the Eurostar, but that is a little more expensive. So if you are looking to broaden your horizons, you are looking to travel to some good European events. Uh, I know the French do some good ones, uh, despite what Andy might think. Um, (laughs) um, But no, it'll be nice to see them. I believe we're getting a French team at the World Team Championships. And I also believe they're going to be sending a good few players to Worlds as well. So I'm feeling like this year at Worlds, um, thanks to John's hard work, will be an even bigger um, sort of amalgamation of countries of players coming so obviously people liked it last year so more people want to come
1: wonderful um and we only have really one more subject to talk of unless anyone has any other business they mean to bring up at all the last subject is to reveal the winner of the legion american football charity league uh, which which was not one of us but the Tnm did win the little side bet it had with Stabcast, so Stabcast will be sending. Uh, I think it was twenty. It was either forty dollars or fifty dollars. I think it was either twenty pound per person or twenty. Sorry, twenty five or twenty per person to uh, to the JTT Trust uh, because it was my side bet. So it's my cherry. There we go. But so and, that
3: one. And no, Tim, you can't get out of it because uh, you were. Yeah, you're sorry. mostly over with the fifth trooper now you
1: still yeah. count. I don't know but i think it was actually but i think it was just the Stabcast boys i don't know if tim counts and well to be fair if if tim wants to donate and be part of then that means it's 75 or 60 so i don't mind either way um but it, it the winner was uh and i had it i had it ready to go the winner was um mr oh where's he gone i had it all up and ready the winner was a dude in america that's <laughs> my, my, my file has just disappeared and i had it all loaded up and it's just gone but it's just which is just really annoying um he won the championship and the charity i can t- I can remember the charity because it's four paws for ability so it's for the all the money that's going to be raised is going to four paws for ability which is a charity um offering um support dogs for veterans um and some of the people in, in, in the states um so that's that's the, that's where that's going. I've lost the file. I'm going to do a big post on it on Facebook in a bit as well because some of the stats are quite interesting and stuff. So, um, yeah, where's it gone? Why is it disappeared? It was, it's because um, the season's disappeared. Birdland, Birdland. Thank fan. you, Birdland fan. Uh, on he, he's on Discord. It's all disappeared. There we go. It's all there, yeah, gone there because the leagues finished. So it's all transitioned over. But uh, we're going to do it again next year, and um, we're going to, we, I think we're going to try and expand it, uh, and I'm going to try and do something called be, uh, Best Ball, which might involve a lot more people, but watch this space that's not going to happen for another six months or so so don't worry can
3: we change change it to uk football this year at least i'll have a better understanding of what's going on what do you um, you mean he's got injured i mean why why is this why is this player having a week (laughs) off i don't understand well i'm gonna
1: i i'm I'm fully on board with as john touched on earlier the community that we have in in our legion world is vastly superior to every other community Available, and um, I want to try and expand the little competitions like this to accommodate more charity aspects and things. And I want us to do, to to do things for not just in the UK, but across Europe and America as well, get cross continental and Australia as well. Uh, I want to just get get us doing more things that we can help not just ourselves within the community, but help those outside of what would be the traditional Star Wars Legion community. Try and put something back into the rest of the wider world, if that makes sense, because we're all good people. More or less. Uh, so I want to do more of that, and I'll think my brain will think of that as time goes on. But yeah, congratulations, Birdland fan! Um, uh, uh, you are the winner, and I think so. That means that it were, that, you'll be, that that charity will be getting at least I think it's like two hundred dollars going towards it, which hopefully will go well. not Hopefully, it will. It will go well, worthwhile, and help some people with, uh, with their need needs and things like that. Really, um, that's it. That's it really from the show. Uh, John, if you want people to contact you and ask you questions about worlds or pester you about get Legion in general, should where can people find you if you want them to find you?
4: Well, I'm available on Discord. I will respond to or try to respond to any message that directly pings me in the Adepticon channel. There you go. Uh, you can also reach out to uh, Legion at Adepticon.org uh, starting next week. Uh, Any email sent there will go directly to me, so I'll be able to see and answer anything there. We used a similar email system last year for list submissions, any issues that came up, things like that, that worked pretty well. So those are the two best ways to get in touch with me, either through Discord if you want kind of a quick and easy answer, or through that email if you want a more formal, here's our official response kind of answer.
1: Awesome. And is there anywhere in the wider Chicago area that you'd like to plug and say thank you for supporting my Legion stuff? Or you should do the, check them out if you can. Or if you're ever in Chicago, go here. Or is there anywhere that you'd like to give a little shout out to?
4: Yes. The two stores that I'm currently um, playing at are called Fair Game and Grognard Games. Both have fantastic Legion communities, fantastic just communities in general. Um, I play a number of games at both of those stores. Very fun to hang out at, very fun to be around. So, if you're in Chicago, you got some time, swing by either of those stores. They're both pretty close to the convention center, so wouldn't be hard.
1: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Ollie, what you got?
3: Um, What for stores?
1: No, well, shout out, where can people find you?
3: You know, the usual kind of stuff. The usual. Um, yeah, so where am I plugging stores? Um, yeah, so if you want to grab me on Discord, you'll be able to find me at cbt3 that's no moon, um, or you can pop us a message on our facebook page and i will endeavor to respond um if you do just mark it for ollie one of the lads can let me know that the message has been sent if i don't pick it up straight away so Which one of them happens yeah one of us will see it
2: cool cool andy same question uh you can find me on discord is ajst um with either the that's no moon or fifth trooper tags or both um and then um, you can find me on Facebook as Andrew Terrell, if you want to drop uh, lists, ideas and stuff, and chat, thing, chat things through. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, if you want to tease him, send him a picture of your dog, and he'll be like, oh, that'll make a great burger. Um, my name's Cockles. You can find me, Cockles, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and also uh, um, uh, Discord, because I like to keep it nice and simple like that, because that's just the way the world works. Um. Yeah, that's about it. This has been That's No Moon, episode number 30. Uh, we've had John on. So John, thank you very much for joining us and t- talking, to us, talking with us about worlds. Uh, we look forward to seeing what's going on there. I look forward to watching the streams. One day I'll be in attendance and one day I'll meet you face to face. May that can come soon. Yeah, we'll hope to. But yeah, uh, I've been Cockles. Thank you very much, boys. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. You've been listening to That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. To keep up to date with us, please like and follow us on Facebook, That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast, and Instagram, That's No Moon podcast.